You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to hour number two of Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser coming at you from the mothership here in Fargo, North Dakota. It's a nice looking studio. Got great people around me. Therese is doing an awesome job producing. I hope you're getting bonus pay for this, Therese. What? I'll have to talk to the director about that. Okay, yeah, exactly. Well, hey, love to connect with my friends from out west. Ed Konechka from University of Mary and Chris Kraft and Amanda Jensen, who both work at the Diocese of Bismarck. Welcome, my friends. Good morning. Thanks for having us, Tim. Thank you. Well, we talked about a month ago. I'm just going to kind of set the set the table for our listeners here, just in case you missed our initial conversation. Um, the... The, the March for Life, you know, it happened every, every year since 1973, so started in 1974. January has been going on every year, and it's going on again this year in Washington, D.C. There is a national march. However, due to, you know, uh, this thing called COVID, I guess you may have heard about, um, a lot of people and, and institutions are saying, you know, maybe we won't go and join in that. Well, uh, and I have to give credit out west, the Bismarck people invited me and they said, hey, how about if we have a North Dakota March for Life? We can do it safely. We can have a meaningful you know, event here. It doesn't have to take a long time, but we can do it safely to show people we respect all life, both in how we are going to march and present ourselves. We're going to respect life that way too. And of course, standing up for the, the voice for the voiceless. And so this thing started evolving and people started getting involved. We have, I mean, Catholic schools involved from all across the state. Like I said, University of Mary, Diocese of Fargo, Diocese of Bismarck. I said diocese, so I should have said of Fargo and Bismarck, but you know, I'm a guy, right? <laughs> Both dioceses. And uh, Bishop Folda ha- has put out a letter. I'll just touch on that briefly, maybe later on. I know Bishop Kagan is going to do it as well, and he's going to be involved. So that is the setup, and we talked about that last time. And during a month, we, we've had some things move forward, and a lot of work has gone into this. Not going to lie to you. And I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't done a lot of that work. <laughs> it's been a lot of work. <laughs> so I'm going to turn it over to you guys who have been actually doing the work. All right. And uh, kind of tell us uh, what, Ed, maybe you can kind of start with a quick little update about, you know, how some things have been going. And I know Chris, you and Amanda have been really involved as well. Sure. Well, first of all, I'm not going to lie to your people either about who's doing all the work. Okay. I'm just kidding, Tim. I'm just kidding. That was a joke, right? So, <laughs> your season's horizon, so I'm just kind of poking you a little bit. The uh, I'm I'm really excited about where we're at, and uh, you know, the the start of it for me personally was uh, when we recognized the march would happen, and we're not really surprised. If anybody knows Jeannie Mancini, it's a name that's worth knowing. Jeannie is the director of the March for Life, and we've gotten to know her well over the last years as University of Mary's worked with them at the march. And then also Jeannie came out and spoke at prayer day for us once here at the university. And so early on, there were a lot of people asking if the march would happen. And anybody who knew Jeannie, who knows Jeannie, said, well, the march is going to happen. Right? The, the March for Life organization is, is so committed and so passionate about this that I, I was confident they would do something. Then the next question for us is, can we participate? And I think we talked about it last time. We have 33 students who are going to the National March at the University of Mary. They're paying more than they've ever paid before, and they're risking the fact that if they don't go, their money's going to be tied up with an airplane voucher, and they're still committed. So I'm proud of our students. They say, hey, if you can get us there, great. If not, we're probably going to go on our own anyway. Right? They're super passionate about this. And so 
recognizing, though, you know, we usually take several hundred people with busloads. There's a lot of people here that can't participate. What can we do about that? And, and uh, that started a conversation with the diocese with Chris and Amanda, and then it unfolded from there to the four high schools in the state and into the Fargo. And so there's a great collaboration on moving forward. But even then, we kind of hit a spot after the governor's statement, you know, uh, in November, uh, whether we should keep putting the effort in. Is this going to happen at all? And uh, we, we paused all work except the work to get a permit, which the state has granted us. So we have a permit together at the Capitol on January 29th, and that gave us confidence to pick up everything else again and keep moving forward. So we, we've got, I think, a really good plan that involves Mass, where we're all going to gather some various churches and pray and then come to the Capitol and then uh, participate in a meaningful, like you said, this doesn't have to be long, it can be meaningful, uh, recognizing that January 29th isn't always a pleasant place to stand outside in North Dakota, <laughs> right? And so how do you do something that's meaningful and yet re- recognizes that? You know, when you mentioned uh, safety, from the very beginning, we were conscious of not only the desire to, you know, take care of everybody who came, but also the optic, right? We didn't want to create a situation where people would say, well, you claim you're pro-life, but look, you're putting people at risk. And so the entire event from the beginning has been planned with COVID in mind. Uh, and so if Chris and the man, if you ever want to jump in and go ahead, I'll step out there. <laughs> you know, with, with all things in our diocesan ministry, it really starts with our, our head shepherd, our, our, our good bishop. And uh, he's been so very supportive uh, along the entire way, which makes the difference uh, in moving forward and, and, you know, channeling our resources and our time and our energies into organizing something. And, and so it's been, for me, very exciting because I've been working alongside um, good people who, who have a, a strong history of investing in uh, and defending human life. Absolutely. And so it's, it's, been, uh, it's been an exciting conversation, and I, and I got to, again, just say it's, I'm very thankful for the support that we have received, received from Bishop Kagan as well as uh, Bishop Folda, too. Absolutely. Amanda, want any, anything you want to add right there? No, I think everything was pretty well summarized by Ed and Chris. Okay, that's good. For, for, so for those that might not, um, might not have you know, heard about this or understand, just kind of give them a little idea about what our plan is as far as you, you kind of mentioned it, Ed, a little bit about the mass, but let, let's kind of take them through. If, if uh, a high school student from Fargo or Dickinson or, you know, Bismarck is going to come out, what can they expect? They, they go out there, there's mass opportunity, and let, let, let's, let's go on from there, Chris or Ed or Amanda. Tell us about, a little bit about the plan. Well, if I, if I can, I want to direct it to Tim to be sure so each high school is part of the planning, and they know the details. I want to speak, if I can, to the general public Yeah, please do. as well. And so for those that are listening that aren't a member of a high school, right, what about them? We want this to be a general event from the whole state. And so, uh, you know, Chris mentioned Bishop Kagan. Bishop Kagan uh, has several times stepped in uh, when there was a need and moved things forward. So I'm really grateful to him. Uh, he was, he was uh, pivotal in getting the permit, for one thing. But then he's offered to have a public mass at 11 o'clock at Cathedral. And so anybody who's interested said, hey, this sounds great. I want to do this too. 11 o'clock at Cathedral on the 29th, 11 a.m., they'll be able to go to mass, which Bishop Kagan is going to preside at. And then uh, we'll march to the Capitol. 
And at 12.30, we plan on having a short program. And uh, with that... Go, go ahead, Ed. Uh, yeah, okay. A short program, uh, which will include, at the centerpiece of it, uh, a time of silence for the 62 million lives that can never be heard from. And we'll have masks on anyway because of COVID. Uh, we've got distance, the social distance at the Capitol. And to be honest, this is the other piece that's pivotal. Tim, and we're grateful to Real Presence Radio because we plan to spread out all the way across the mall at the Capitol and be social distanced throughout this event. And Real Presence Radio has offered to stream that part of it and to use their app. And so anybody who participates can stand anywhere in the Capitol and listen to what's going on, socially distanced and safe. Uh, we probably won't be at the Capitol more than a half an hour. Uh, but we have a vision where there's going to be people spread all across the mall, uh, six, six feet apart, social distance, but in total silence in respect to the 62 million lives that we're never going to hear from. Yeah, so so true. And I, I just want to, uh, we can get, we can't thank Bishop, I can't even talk, we can't thank Bishop's Kagan and Folda enough. There we go. I, I just want to touch for just a minute, Bishop Folda sent out a letter, I'm not going to read it to you, but basically he acknowledged uh, in the first couple of paragraphs, you know, about Roe versus Wade and the 62 million that have been killed. And he says, you know, there's been a march every year since. But since, again, we talked about COVID things, some people might not want to go. We have this opportunity here and he he, he supports it. He encourages people too, as you mentioned, that listen to Real Presence Radio because through that, you can participate no matter where you're at. You, we say, okay, now we're going to have a, a moment of silence. However long that, that uh, time of silence is, you can participate in that. You know, you can participate in all of this. And so I think that's what's so good. Our bishops, our shepherds are so amazing at supporting this and, and saying that this, this is what we need to do. He, so Bishop Folda encouraged all the, the priests uh, of the diocese for them and their parishioners to participate in any way that they can. And through radio, and some of us obviously going there live, we can participate. And of course, one of the things he also says, prayer is so important. We can all participate through prayer. So that that's kind of the gist of his message. Chris, I know that you, I mean, my goodness, you know, in the meetings we've had, you're a very detailed person. I appreciate that because I'm, I'm generally not. <laughs> but maybe just give our listeners just a little idea. I mean, the, the different committees and different things that we have to think about in order to have this come up. We just don't say, hey, it's going to happen. Give our listeners a little flavor about some of the things we had, uh, hoops we had to jump through. <laughs> well, uh well, first, I must say, I'm just I'm just very thankful to our good Lord for, uh, you know, if, if it's something that our Lord wants, He'll make happen, and that's been something we've trusted along in this process. Is you know, if if, if and perfectly, if this is what God wants for our diocese, for our state, um, that it will be something that He will help facilitate. And by His grace, uh, we've been able to move forward in, in planning and organizing. Um, like I said a bit earlier, I mean working with uh, folks from our schools, uh, with Ed, with you, Tim, um, who really have a, a dedicated desire to, uh, to uphold uh, the dignity of life. And so in these conversations that we've had, there's been just a lot of uh, energy, a lot of excitement, a lot of ideas. Uh, and I've seen my role as, okay, we got a lot of these ideas and suggestions and, and thoughts and uh, all rooted in a real desire and excitement. How do we grab hold of them and make them into, you know, movable tasks forward. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how, do we, how, do we, how do we have tasks and uh, uh, set goals and, and move forward with deadlines? Because, you know, it's, uh, 
you know, we're looking at mid-December, and and the event is we're hoping to have, you know, January 29th. So, you know, a lot of moving pieces and parts, uh, and I'm very thankful for everyone who's, who's come uh, together in regard to those conversations. And um, I, I see myself also as learning as we go because uh, something of this uh, magnitude, you know, grabbing hold of leaders across uh, across the state uh, uh, is something I've, quite frankly, never been blessed to participate in before. And so it's been uh, it's been very good for me to work with these fine people and then work and and put people in situations and places where we can, you know, continue to plug forward to help execute and organize a, a tremendous event for the state. Absolutely. We're talking with Ed Konechka and Chris Kraft and Amanda Jensen, all out in the big, warmer probably than Fargo, city of Bismarck. <laughs> it usually is, let's face it. Uh, but anyway, we're, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, this actually also is a way to evangelize because there's been people of other faiths and people of no maybe particular faith who have also inquired about this. We're going to talk a little bit about that and what you can do after the break. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. As a working Catholic professional, your needs and priorities for returning to college don't match a traditional campus experience. That's why the University of Mary has created a portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online graduate programs that are sure to align with today's needs. Advance your skills while strengthening your faith at the University of Mary. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo, parishioner of Saints Anne and Joachim Church in Fargo. I'm excited to share with you the launch of Lumen Vision, providing eye care for the whole family, including eye emergencies, vision therapy, and routine exams. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Eyes of Faith, a frame company that prints scripture verses on the inside of each frame. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. 
Oh, welcome back, everyone, to the show. I tell you, I'm having more fun than a human being should be allowed to have. This is just so such a blessing to be here at Real Presence Radio talking about the good Lord and what he's doing in our lives and our friends from the Bismarck Diocese as well, uh, Ed Kineshka from the University of Mary, Chris Kraft, I almost said Chris Jensen, sorry, Chris Kraft <laughs> and Amanda Jensen. There we go. I know a Chris Jensen, so that's what kind of screwed me up. But anyway, we're talking about the North Dakota March for Life happening January 29th. Out in Bismarck, lots of great things happening. Bishop Kagan is going to be uh, presiding over uh, the Mass at the Cathedral before. There's other Masses there. There's going to be pilgrims from all over the state, from Catholic schools, but general public is invited as well. Real Presence Radio will be there uh, uh, broadcasting um, the the event, so you can uh, join in from wherever you are, and it's great. I mentioned before the break, it's an evangelization effort, you know, because obviously when it comes to the right to life, whether you're a person of faith or no faith at all, your right to life matters and you care about it. And so it's a great commonality for us to kind of start. And I know, Ed, maybe we'll start with you. You've certainly had some people, uh, it's been an evangelization effort. A lot of people have reached out to you talking about the, uh, the event, haven't they? Yeah, we've got a group at the university, a Protestant pastor throughout the Bismarck area, it's called the Christian Leadership Center, and we're in dialogue with some of them about this particular event and getting their uh, congregations involved as well, so that it's not simply, it started out right with the diocese and the Catholic schools, but we want to make this uh, an event for all folks, and so that means even reaching out to others across the aisle, you know, and, and the Christian churches in town, and then anybody who wants to come, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a church-related thing. Anybody who believes in this cause is welcome to join. You know, Amanda, I, I want to just touch on a little evangelization aspect with you, because I know in the meetings that we've had, I, you, I, you have a few children that are kind of hopping around there and everything, and, and maybe just a word about that. I don't know if you plan on having your children there or watching or listening on the radio, but it doesn't have to be something big where we go out here and there and everywhere. It can really happen and should happen in the home. Why don't you address that a little bit? Yeah. Um, my, <clears throat> excuse me, my intention is to try to get my family there, including my other relatives, too, um, just because we're all very pro-life and we all need to make sure that we're showing that portion of our beliefs. Um, at home, the kids, my kids go to Catholic school, so they have known um, their 11 and 8, and then my kindergartner just started kindergarten. So, you know, it's just kind of a abortion. The conversation that surrounds all of that is something that is part of their life at school um and then they bring it home and then we have conversations it's almost um <clears throat> something that they've been it's been instilled in their head since the day they were born really i mean we talk about how precious every baby is and all you know um so it's it's important that they understand what it is what abortion is and what it does to a baby and you know i mean everybody's so excited when a new baby is added to the family um, and that's a lot of the time when previously, when I had been pregnant, that's a lot of the conversations we have surrounding that when they're feeling baby kick and all of that. So um, I know it's a tough situation or a tough conversation to have with children, but it almost seems like they've just known what it was since the first day they started kindergarten. You know, it's just a conversation. I wouldn't say the first day, but, um, you know, they do a Knights, for, uh, Knights of Columbus um, poster contest for respect life and um, pro-life and all of that. So that's always, you know, they and the teachers also do such an excellent job of explaining to them 
what it is, you know. So it's it's just kind of instilled um, from the beginning. And I think it is important to include the elementary schools, which I think is our intention if we can't have them at the Capitol to march because it's going to be so cold. We do hope to have the elementary schools join us, um, <clears throat> excuse me, across the state and join us virtually um, and get some education that day and understanding what the importance of that day is and why we are doing what we're doing. So true. Thanks, Amanda. Again, our, our whole emphasis, it doesn't have to be something big and complex. You know, do it at home. Teach your children, right? That's awesome. Chris, your thoughts about the evangelization aspect of this event? Yeah, so calling to mind, uh, you know, marching for life, uh, there's, there's obviously... The, uh, the 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 issue of abortion across the United States, you know, 60 million plus lives who have uh, who've innocently you know been taken, so we we don't even you know those are lives that aren't being lived, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and as, as I was discussing with Amanda actually as well, uh, there's uh, there's other pro-life issues uh, to defend and to uh, to uphold, and you know, like you you look at uh, something like the the just the terrible thing of pornography and what that has done to marriages and how that has grown rampant across the nation and the world. You know, look at end-of-life care as well. Um, and being able to say, hey, we're going to unite, we're going to come together, and we're going to uphold this, this, this great value, um, which uh, isn't simply a Catholic issue, <laughs> but it's it's a it's a human rights issue across uh, across the board. A lot of different issues. You know, human life from uh, conception to natural death, a sacred thing uh, to defend, to uphold, to really to cherish. Uh, and so, my hope and my prayer in in this as an event that hopefully really unifies uh, people across the state and listening area um, to do something about um, the the great gift that we have sacred life and how it's how it's uh, being attacked from too many different angles yeah so true if we really understand yeah. the dignity of the human person that that really is the key then our actions flow from that and, and going to people on the margins as as pope francis has said i'm sorry ed i think you were yeah. going to say something i apologize i, I was cause, cause, so you're asking about evangelization and then you know you went to both the man and christian and i hope that the weather allows a man to come with your family and you to come with yours because that is the witness i, I don't know who said you know, there's the quote that this generation doesn't listen to teachers, they listen to witnesses. We happened to be at the March for Life four years ago when there was the March for Women, and then a week later the March for Life. And it was interesting because the people in D.C. were commenting on the difference between the two marches. And one was that there were families there and they were joy-filled. And so if we're able to be at the Capitol, in the midst of everything that's going on this year, and still be joyful, and if we have our children with us who are joy-filled by nature, Right, in our beautiful family, you know, everything that Chris talked about is true, and there's so many different ways the family is being attacked and life is being attacked. And I think we're seeing a movement in our country, almost like an anti-child mentality. And so one of the evangelistic things of this event is simply showing up with our kids and saying, this is what it looks to live a joy-filled life. This is what it looks like to think that every baby matters, and we're living that for our own uh, families. 
Amen, and very good. By the way, Paul VI was the one, Evangelii Nunciandi started it, yep. and then Pope yep. John Paul II echoed it, and, and we're echoing it now. Absolutely. I just think of my three-year-old son, Romeo, Veronica, my three-year-old son. They know. He sees a picture of baby, goes, oh, baby, oh, so nice. And, you know, young kids, they, they do, right? They know. You know, they really do know the preciousness of human life. They do. Um, good. I know, Ed, you also, we want to have an invitation, again, that this broad invitation to, to more people to become involved. Yes, thanks. And we, we recognize that some people will be able to join us in the Capitol, but some won't. Especially, you've got a wide listening area. Right? Absolutely. If you're listening on Real Presidents Radio, getting to, to Bismarck might not be possible. And so one of the things we're excited about with you guys streaming it on your uh, station is that somebody could participate even in the workplace. If someone's far from Bismarck or unable to travel in their home, wherever they're at, we invite them to tune in and particularly to honor the time of silence with us in the middle of the rally. So that if we're sitting in silence, we'd like to see public high school students maybe. That'd be really gutsy, right? A public high school student in their school taking a time of silence with us or somebody in a workplace take their lunch break and sit uh, for the, the time of silence anywhere in your listening area. So we, we hope people can join us, but if they can't, we're doing this in unity with anybody across the listening area who's got a mind to join us. And, and information about that, if I might, Tim, we've got a website we set up, and we're going to keep that updated. And even like, if we have to accommodate for weather or other things, there's a, a website where they can get information and also uh, sign up for email. And that's www.umary.edu slash ndmarchforlife. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Chris and Amanda, other thoughts? We've got two minutes. Anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, note on that uh, meaningful uh, time of silence. You know, as I've mentioned, a lot of moving pieces, right? <laughs> so yeah. some details still being developed. And so, yeah, definitely do go to that to that website uh, and uh, keep your eye on there and how to participate. Uh, I was going to say, uh, if we were to take, and you know, part of the conversation, if we were to take 15 seconds, let's say, <laughs> just for the just for the 60 million plus uh, lives who've been taken for abortion, just the 15 seconds of silence for each, that would be over 28 years, Ooh. which is just just remarkable uh, and yeah. and just. Hard to even fathom uh, that. And don't worry, folks, we won't have you in <laughs> silence for 28 years, <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll work those details out and it will be meaningful. Uh, but just to put into perspective um, how many lives uh, aren't here with us because of this great tragedy. Amen. Amanda, any final thoughts? No, I, <clears throat> excuse me. No, I think everything uh, has been stated quite well by Chris and Ed. Great. They usually do. No, that's awesome. <laughs> well, I, I, think my, I think my closing word, you got about 30 seconds, prayer, right? I mean, I, I sit every night, my yeah. wife and I and Romeo, and around the Advent wreath, you know, he, he's, he's opening up little Advent things along the way. We have a sheep now. We have, you know, Mary. We have Joseph. I mean, Jesus is coming near. Says, Jesus is coming closer. And that's the key. Jesus is coming closer to our hearts. Let's allow him and make straight that path and allow him in. Amen? Amen. Amen. Wow. Chris Amen. and Amanda and Ed, thank you so much. We'll have you on in January as well as we get closer, probably a couple weeks away from the march, and we'll do it again. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. God, God bless, bless you guys. Thanks so much. All right. Coming up after the break. 
Father Shannon Bouquet with a group called Human Life International. He is awesome and this group is amazing. You won't want to miss it. You're listening to Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 